Hey, uh, welcome everybody to a special edition of Rump Chat. Uh, before we bring in the big bear and, and our special guest, uh, I just want to say a big thank you to Pendleton Whiskey, who has uh, um, come on board again and is a great partner, the fastest growing whiskey brand in the United States, which is awesome. And um, so, with all further ado, back to popular demand. It's the one and only. Whoop! Wrong slide. Yeah, there he is. Jr. Good to see you. Time for wrong chat. We are uh, live right here, Abbeville, Kansas, Reno County. One of the most best pro rodeos in all the PRCA. The most best. Listen, kids, on how to not talk. It is the most best, probably. We got studio audience from Abbeville, Kansas. Everybody, make a little noise. So we are in. Uh, Rodeo Abbeville. I changed it right there. Like Rodeo Houston, Rodeo Corpus, <laughs> Rodeo Austin. Yeah. It is Rodeo Abbeville weekend. And this is the time when one of our most famous guests, Brown Crawford, he shines like a diamond in the night during Rodeo Week of Abbeville. So, Bronco, first of all, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, Hambone. You're looking good, buddy. Ah, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's 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 so good to hear your voice. We everybody, you know, when when we made that post today, like, hey, we got a special guest, and you know, Rumps and Abbeville. Any guesses? And everybody's like, Bronk, Bronco, please be Bronk. Let it be Bronk. We want to hear Bronk. So, um, you are by far the favorite guest we've ever had on Rump Chat, and that's saying a lot because it's like uh, yes, darling, the one armed bandit. <laughs> Bob Tallman, Donnie Gay, yeah. no, no yeah. big deal. Um, so anyway, so Abbeville, Kansas, hometown of the the Rumfords. There, uh, how long have you been a part of that rodeo, Rump? Well, I'm uh, I'm 69 now, and uh, I think I've only been part of it uh, 65 years. <laughs> wow! So so you're part of because it's a cool it's a cool deal. Sorry, the the. This rodeo started uh, a bullfighter, a clown that we had years ago, Pinky Busick. Oh, uh, Pinky. Do you remember Pinky? No. Well, yeah, he's way before your time. Anyhow, Pinky, <laughs> Pinky was a promoter, uh, a little bit in the line of uh, rump shake here. But uh, he, he wanted to do a rodeo here in Abbeville, and everybody told him it wouldn't work. And his dad, Pinky's dad, gave him $5 to start the rodeo and everybody told him, including my dad told him it wouldn't work. And, but he took that $5 and, uh, you know, I think this is the 60, 64th annual. I, I don't know. It's been a long time, but uh. anyhow, it, it has really, uh, went to the top. Uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great rodeo. It's a small rodeo, but it's a great rodeo. Well, and that's a lot, a lot of the best rodeos, all small, small rodeos, you know, they don't get a lot of attention, but at the same time for guys like Rump and I, they're, they can be our favorite rodeos, you know, uh, there's not a lot of pressure and all that stuff. And especially being hometown, I mean, there's, it's, there's it's, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pressure to not suck. Right. Well, but here's the thing, like when you, when we talk about small town rodeos, that could be several things. Some people say that, Cave Creek, Arizona is a small town rodeo. Okay. Some people say Sydney, Iowa is a small town rodeo. Some people say Marysville, California is a small town. But when we say small town, Abbeville, we're sitting with probably 
10% of the population. <laughs> We're in my brother's house, Ty Rumford's house, right here in Abbeville, Kansas. Ty Rump. We're in a town of probably 115 people. No, 103. 103. We had a couple deaths, I guess. I don't know. Did you but, haul him off in a minivan, bro? <laughs> he will. He will. But like our town is small. Like when, when Abbeville doesn't have a Casey's, that's how small it is. Oh, what a we, we, need, a, a, we need to remedy that. We don't have a Dollar General. We have a co-op. We have a co-op where you can buy candy bars and pops and like not even like Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like, off, like you don't get Mountain Dew, you get like Mountain Thunder. Yeah. Like it's all the knockoff stuff for 50 cents a can. RC Cola. Yeah. Abbeville is very. Uh, it, it is RC Cola. It's very rural. It's even more rural than Ponca City. Like when we talk about Abbeville, Kansas, like there's there's nothing high tech in Abbeville. That's why we're at my brother's house who uh, in the history of Abbeville, Abbeville was founded in 1929. This is the first place that has Wi-Fi. <laughs> From 1929, that's, that's not a joke. I bet not. I've actually we have a church, a co-op, a post office, and that old guy that welds shit. John Lewis. John Lewis. John Lewis. Yeah, you know, I, I drove. I didn't get to drive through Abbeville, but I drove by when I when I used to go to Pretty Prairie, which is just down the street, and it's the same way there. You know, they have the co-op there, which I I I think you still have a running tab there. Is that correct? No, no. Um, I paid the. Tab. Did you ever pay that up? No, but after Scott Stroll's daughter got married and we weren't dating anymore, uh, they <laughs> relinquished my debt. <laughs> you don't meet, you pay for the debt. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we all, we all, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Bronco, tell tell us. Uh, you know, I mean, some Abbeville stuff. Like, what's uh, I mean, it's a small town. It's uh, in the heartland of America, right there in Kansas, right in the middle of Kansas. Um, is that picture from you and where Uncle Tommy, you were on the ladder or something, on doing a headstand on top of the horse or something? Well, we, yeah, we did that uh, one whole summer for a special act. And uh, my dad, he came up with that idea. And, of course, Tommy and I, uh, we never have got along real good, you know. <laughs> we love each other. But we're people, always people, at each people other. People think that Uncle Tom is fake. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, we had a four foot ladder that we'd strap on the saddle of that horse. And Tommy and I'd ride, old preacher, that was the horse's name. We'd ride in double just fast. He'd go around the arena, slide him to a stop, jerk the bridle off, throw the bridle away. Uh, Bob Jones, he'd bring in this ladder and, and uh, strap it onto that saddle. And then put another ladder up to the rear of the horse. So then I'd come running and I'd go up the ladder onto the horse's hip. And then I'd go up the other ladder and, and stand on top of it and do a trick rope and little trick roping. And Tommy, he'd run back and forth under the horse while I was doing that. Well, then the finale, I'd come down, I'd go back up and stand on my head on top of that four foot ladder on top of the horse. And Tommy, he'd go between the horse's front legs and out the horse's back legs. Only when he's mad at me, he'd hit that horse in the belly. <laughs> the horse wouldn't move. That horse never moved his feet, but he'd he just do that, just drive my neck down into, into my shoulders. But we did, that, we did that one whole summer. I only fell off one time. That was the first time we did it at home. And uh, 
So, it, but it, it was pretty entertaining. You know, you know, you got that would be that would be specialty act of the year, right now. You know, if if, if somebody did think, that. Well, I don't think I, I think it would. My head anymore, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> Tommy can't run under the horse. <laughs> no, I know Tommy can't run. Period. But what I'm saying is, like, if if there was, you know, if Bandy and Livy and Lola did that now, it would be about the act of the year. We're, we're, we're going to do that. Funny thing about that, we were talking about that picture, and we, we shared it on, I think we put it on Rub Chat, or maybe the Facebook page, and it got like yeah. 1,600 likes. And um, people were talking about it, and, and I know my kids could do it, but um, I'm not for sure if the Nana – and Ashley and maybe the other grandmas were really into it. But dad tells yeah. me that if we go dig through the shed, we can find. He says that he still got. Oh, I got the ladder. Is, is it yeah. Tommy's? Yeah. So he still got the stuff because like the Rumford ranch is like the serving ranch. and like the flying you like if you have a piece of equipment, you keep it. No, even if you don't use it, you keep it for 70 years. Just oh, yeah. in case. So or, 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 we or Steve Sutton. Yes, yeah, we, we were going to use it, but we haven't found it yet. We haven't yeah. found all the stuff. We still have the cowboy take me away we, ring. We've got we got everything it takes to do that act. Because uh, Bandy, I guarantee you, Bandy can stand on his head on top of that ladder, and the girls they can run underneath the horse. But we just don't have the horse. <laughs> yeah, we haven't found the horse that uh, that you could trust. To not move. Which is funny because if I was young, he would let me get ran the hell over and not worry about it. Or let Ty get ran over. Like, we were disposable as kids. But now with his grandkids, he's a little weird about, you know, the injuries that, you know, happens when there's risk. It's <laughs> risk factor. Yeah. Because they're precious and he genuinely loves them. But and, I will tell you, you know. this. <laughs> yeah. But when you think about the Anvil Rodeo, one thing that's kind of cool is it has started so many great careers. Yep. Um, when you think about it, th this is people that and you never think, but Cody Webster started in Abbeville. No way. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. This was his third pro rodeo, and uh, my dad got him the job, and a good friend of mine who helped uh, Jimmy Crothers hire um, told me, he said, well, Gronk's not supposed to hire. I'm, I'm supposed to hire the bullfighters because I want to make sure they're good. Well, Cody Webster worked Abbeville. Two years later, he became the youngest bullfighter to ever work the PBR finals and the NFR in the same year. Yep. Dusty Tugna started here. Uh, really? Newsom. Fergie. Fergie. Yeah, Ferg. The Ferg, Ferg. from Chat. This was one of his first rodeos in the States. And he's, Ferg was like a member. Two -time, yeah, two-time NFR bullfighter. People forget that Ferg, you know, fought the NFR twice. Yeah. yeah, and Ferg is a big part of Rump Chat as he is the uh, the guy who started this. So, Ferg, we can't say enough good things about Fergie, but, yeah, Ferg stayed in our guest room for, I don't know, a couple years, <laughs> you know, hanging out. Um, it was like one of our kids. Ty Rump yeah. started here. My <laughs> sister, her first uh, rodeo to secretary, seven-time PRCA Secretary of the Year started. Justin McKee. McKee. Justin McKee, 1993. I saw that post he made. That was pretty cool. He had that. He goes, I almost brought the vest and the shaps back. And I wish he would. Yeah. Brandon, Bates, Max Reynolds, Burt Davis, Leon Max Reynolds. 
Really? Max? Yeah. I yeah. like Max. Adams, this is one of the first rodeos they worked years and years ago. Leon and Vicky Adams, absolutely. Yeah. Will Lowe, wow. Will Lowe uh, was his first pro rodeo on his permit, was here at Abbeyvale, and he won the rodeo. The next week at Kingman, uh, about 30, 30 some miles from Abbeville, uh, he's entered, won the rodeo, filled his permit, and has never been back. Just went <laughs> the ladder and kept going. Yeah, yeah, well, I he, think he uh, started in Abbeville. Uh, and there, there's, there's more that we figured. We figured the uh, probably the one person that hasn't been to Abbeville. Is the one armed bandit? One armed bandit. Really? Uh, Keith Eisen worked this rodeo several times. Several times. But Slim Cooler, years ago when he was at the height of his career, uh, worked. Didn't he have the trampoline? Yeah, that trampoline yeah. act, wasn't he? Sam Grass, who's going to yep. go down as the best freestyle bullfighter in the history. This was his first PRC rodeo. Lance Britton. Lance Britton, yeah, Lance Britton was here. The one wow, world champion, world champion bullfighter, Lance Britton. Yeah, so you know, uh, when you when you think about Abbeville for a rodeo, it's a two perf small PRCA rodeo, but it's it's truly something special in what it does. Um, it's not just night perfs. We got the parade. Uh, we got the, well, we used to call it the huge erection, which I thought was awesome because we used to put up this huge tent. That was oh, absolutely. You know, wasn't that my joke? <laughs> like, hey, we're it's time for the huge erection, but now it's like a Still building. Well, it's a permanent erection. Yeah, it's a permanent erection. We got ground up doctors. It's been that, that four hours. But uh, <laughs> that a boy, Ty. You know, uh, do you guys do you guys launch an anvil in the air? No, we don't off? do that. We we don't. They do, do that, that in Pretty Prairie, and that's a true story. They literally put dynamite or something, whatever it is, uh, underneath an anvil, and they launch it in the air and see how close they can get it to their launch point. When it comes back down, we don't do that. We do cakes and pies. Okay. Ah. You know, I was the uh, Fremont County, Iowa reserve champion pie baker twice. My brother won it. My sisters won it. They were champions. So if you need some uh, advice on how to make a cherry pie bronc, uh, you know, ring me up. huh? You know, yeah, exactly. But before, before the uh, motorcycle jumpers, you know, that, uh, that go to a lot of rodeos. Now we jumped a motorcycle. Uh, into the arena one year at Abbeville, and we did our extreme sport opening. And uh, there, there's a lot of other funny things that happened over the years. I remember uh, this has been quite a few years ago. Uh, the local preacher that preached at the Plum Community Church wanted to ride a bucking horse. Oh God! And he and he was a young guy, and so we, <laughs> built, we built this up and local preacher to ride bucking horse, and and he did. And he rode the horse, but uh, it bucked his hat off and his toupee. Oh no! And, and no, nobody uh, he had he had preached here at the local church for several years, and nobody nobody knew that he was bald headed. And <laughs> he bucked, bucked his hat off and his hair, and uh, there was quite a talk. Oh, that's awesome! If he was being dishonest to the church so because he didn't tell him that he was bald headed but that that yeah. is that is one thing about Abbeville. It's very uh I'm trying to think of the words. It's very 
small town. I mean, people know everything type thing. There's never been a, uh, you can't have a alcohol related barrel in the arena, right, right. but you well, can on the podcast. So don't forget gold buckle, super light, always delicious and filling. <laughs> I've got it in my, uh, Pilsner glass. So, I mean, but that, that's cool. That's I like, I respect that because it's a cool part. Like the, you know, it's the rodeos lineage because, uh, uh, Glenn Adele ball, which is my aunt. So Floyd Rufford, uh, my grandfather, his dad, his sister was a Glenna and she was a big part of the, uh, WCTU. Yeah. The chicks that smash bars with axes. Yeah. Carrie Women's Nelson. Christian T uh, temperance union. So, oh, 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 crash bars. Okay. It's like, been, like been dry rodeo. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you mean bar as in like an alcohol establishment? Like they would go in and and break up kegs and you know and and, yeah. and break you so know, whiskey bottles and stuff. I got you. The Abbeville Rodeo is a lot like <laughs> rodeos in Utah, where they don't sell it, but that don't mean it ain't there. Yeah, it's like like Tallman said in Nampa, Idaho, one time when I think I've told the story. I'm sure I have, but. There was this one set, it was a non-alcoholic section, and Boyd was in the arena, and, and Boyd or Tallman was up in the announcer stand when it was outside. And and uh and and Boyd goes, Isn't this nice here? You know, Bob, there's a non-alcoholic section here for those who would rather not partake. <laughs> and Tallman says, Oh, kid, shows how little you know. You, you think that's popcorn in the Mormons, or you think the, the Mormons got popcorn in them brown sacks. That's just where they hide their whiskey. <laughs> I mean, hide your whiskey. One other thing that's pretty cool about the Anvil Rodeo, my brother just brought up. My grandpa Floyd, who is one of the founders of the Anvil Rodeo and probably one of the best dudes I've ever met. Me and Bronco and Ty were kind of shitty, but Floyd Rupert was a good man. And he got on a bucking horse at age 72. 72. Wow. Bareback. And when, when I say he got on a bareback, I'm not saying he got on. Craig at midnight, but he got on. He me, got on. He got on a box. He did. Let me tell you, my dad and I. He was. He got on a horse every ten years at the Abbeville Rodeo, and when he was seventy-two, that was the tenth year, and it was time for him to get on. And he, he, everybody asked him, Floyd, are you going to get on? Yeah. Well, you know, I was rodeoing pretty hard then, and I tried to talk him out of it, and there was no talking him out of it. He was going to get on. And he picked a horse that I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got on. I wouldn't have got on that horse by choice uh, when I was in my twenties. Let alone if I was seventy-two. And wow. thought he about was pretty that. skinny, though. He was and a little bit different than we are. Dad, he was thin. Yeah, he yeah, was he in was, good shape. Well, I'm in good shape. But anyhow, we 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 went round and round. I said, "Why in the world do you want that horse? Because this horse bucked, and he was." He kind of walked on his front end and I mean, just no, no fun to be on. But the one thing about him, he was, he went straight away. And anyhow, it was no talking him out of it. So I was picking up. And so I told him, I said, I'll, you know, I'll stay close if you get in trouble. So he slides up there on his rig and nods his head. And that 7-Eleven comes out. He'd take a ju couple jumps and then he'd walk on his, He'd kick straight up over his head and walk on his front end a couple times and just no fun to get on him. And and I'm not saying he made a 20-point ride, but he kept his feet in the front end, and he 
he chopped at him for eight seconds. And boy, I just kept getting closer and closer because I wanted to be there just as soon as the whistle. And just as soon as the whistle blew, he just bails off on his own, lands on his feet, walks back like it was nothing. We loaded, we loaded all the stock and we went to Branson, Missouri for the rodeo the next day. And Derek Clark had 7-Eleven the next day in the bronc riding and was 82 and won the rodeo at Branson. <laughs> of course, Floyd got on when he was 72. That's unbelievable. So I guess wow. the question is this. Ron Brumford's 69 right now. I'm not getting on when I'm 72. So that, that gives him three years to prepare for a bareback ride. Well, so, uh, on rope tap. It, studio guests, have we, hey, make a little noise. Bronco's got three years before he could get like his father did before. You get he can get on a bareback horse at age 72, and that gives me 32 years to lose weight to get ready. And that gives Ty like 40 you get, years. If you get a million downloads on this episode of Rump Chat, I'll get on a bareback horse. <laughs> you heard it, everybody. A million downloads on this episode. Let's get it done. Well, I mean, it's that is, I mean, 72 years old, that's an insane. I mean, I mean, I mean, Taos Muncy, you know, is almost that age and gets on a lot, but it's, it's just, I'm not quite 72. That's amazing. Don's just won San Angelo at age 71. <laughs> Let me tell you another story about Floyd. You, you know, he, uh, when my dad passed away, his funeral was huge. Probably, I'm going to say there's probably 2,000 people there. And I had it at the old schoolhouse here in, here in Abbeville and, uh, we were, the rest of the family, we were out front greeting the people as they come in. And this old horse trader that had come to our sale for forever and uh, traded a lot of horses. And he walked up and he put his arm around me and he said, well, Bronk, he said, I tell you, he said, I knew this would be a big funeral. He said, your old daddy is as good a man as I ever met. He said, he's a fine man. I knew it'd be a big funeral. He said, now you, on the other hand, you little shit. He said, when it comes your time to go, you'll have to hire six people to carry you. They all that will be there. So what Justin was saying, my dad was a good guy, but, you know, I don't know about the offspring. Oh, no, that's bullshit. You, Bronco, I'll be there. And Ty and, we'll and, and Jeff, so we at least got three. <laughs> there you go. We'll have the uh, I'm Brunk, halfway there. The Broke Rumford Funeral Rope Chat Edition. Oh my God! But and uh, only only if we could stand Bronk up back in the corner or something. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, a lot of handbone, a lot of strange things happen. You know, during rodeo week here at Abbeville. We always have to have a lot of saddle horses. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of rodeo queens come. A lot of the town kids want to ride. And so, you know, we spend a couple of weeks trying to get all our horses gentled down, uh, you know, for uh, for all the people that we have to mount during the rodeo. So, uh, you know, a lot of strange things happen. Well, Justin, he comes up here a few days ago. And he brings Mitchell, and he stands. Uh -huh. Mitchell, uh, y'all know Mitchell. Uh, oh yeah, everybody, everybody knows, knows Mitchell. Mitchell. He he stands old Mitchell out there in my barn, and he tells me he's there. And so and so when I come out of my house and I'm going to the, you know to the barn about seven o'clock every morning to start chores, 
well, I can I see Mitchell as I walk. So, you know, I'm, I know he's not going to scare me. Well, yesterday I'm buzzing around their feet and I'm trying to think of a lot of things. I'm trying to figure out we got to have about 15 saddle horses. And I'm trying to think, you know, what, what all we're going to use, what we're going to put on, you know, who we're going to put on what. Anyhow, I'm feeding. and I come back out of my feed alley around that corner and I run into Mitchell. And I thought he was going to have to have my funeral because I thought I had a heart attack. But yeah. Bronco on the – Morgan, come here. Morgan. So, Morgan, this is Morgan. Uh, she's about to be Morgan Fry. And Morgan keeps Hello. her – she did the same thing. She got back from a barrel race, and, and uh, I was actually in my camper at my dad's. And um, I got Mitchell in the barn, and she goes to put her horse up and uh, walk around the corner, bumped into Mitchell. And I got a phone call, and uh, it was like one o'clock in the morning. she was not very happy about the Mitchell, were you? No, I, I literally peed my pants. She peed her pants, Hambone. <laughs> Mitchell is well, times Abbeville Rodeo Week. Bronx heart attack, her pee. What's next? Mitchell, uh, you know, uh, Shan uh, Shandon uh, got quite a few uh, victims. You yeah. know, my wife, my wife uh, got yeah. I got wet pretty hard with uh, Shandon a few times. Uh, Shan Shandon was very famous for that too. So, uh, you know, you're very well. Uh, you've got a lot of money wrapped up in mannequins. Can, just can I say the one thing about what he was talking about the rodeo week? Rodeo week at the Rumford Ranch for Abbeville Rodeo. I'm going to give you a hypothetical here. If there was a bus pulled in to Abbeville on a Monday, and they said they've got 50 ladies on the bus that have never rode a horse, but they would like to be in the rodeo, and they would like to know if Bronk Rumford could find 50 horses for free that they could ride in the rodeo, uh, Bronk Rumford would find 50 horses for these girls who he's never met and have nothing to do with the rodeo. He will find the horses or teams. Like During this week, and Ty's going to come on in a minute to talk more about all the shit that Dad does that um, he won't admit. But like the thing about it is, y'all know. Y'all know. But the thing is, like Bronk, during rodeo week, Bronk Rumford will not tell anybody no. You remember the part of the Godfather at the first of the Godfather would uh, no, when what did he say to to Marlon Brando and you cannot refuse a favor on the day of your daughter's wedding? Yes, that's how it is for Bronco Rodeo Week. <laughs> for me, uh, for you know this too because you've been here. He had Aaron Ferguson, NFR bullfighter, paint a wagon. He did. He did. I know. Ferg painted a wagon. Uh, so, like, Bronco. I get it. I get it. It's the hometown, bro. I'm the same way in Sydney. So, no like, matter what you ask, if you go, like, hey, Bronco, hey, we're going to drop in three astronauts and they're going to take a spaceship. They need to land on Main Street. And when they land, they're going to need three uh, bikini models on uh, gray mules to give them a ride around the corner. Dad goes, yeah, I, I, uh, I know some mules. I, I, We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll take care of it. And then he'll be like, hey, go find me some mules. Like, he'll sell out. <laughs> you know? Because that, but that's, that's Bronco Rodeo Week. So that's okay, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can't tell anybody no. 
everybody's excited about the rodeo. So you got to keep that enthusiasm built up. Well, exactly. It's that hometown feel. I, I Like I said, I get it with Sydney. I mean, you do things you would never normally do, like, you know, uh, go have fun and somewhat announce Slack. You know, I mean, normally Slack is like non-existent, you know, unless I got to turn the sound system on. But um, it, it's the best. I mean, I'll, I'll help the guys hang signs, you know. Uh, well, I guess they hang and I just hang out with them and, and drink beer and, and bullshit. But, but moral uh, support, though, that's what it does. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And one other cool thing is one of the old rodeo clowns, that I don't know if I've talked about on Rump Chat before, but um, from Nickerson, Kansas, Nickerson, Kansas. Yep, you know, over by Sterling, Kansas. Uh, Joe Hedrick, rodeo clown. Yep. He clowned Abbeville for several years. He's got that exotic animal farm, and I used to hang out with uh, one of the girls that trained camels. And and she, she have nice toes. I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> she wasn't the hottest thing, but she killed <laughs> a camel once, you dad. She can handle a camel. <laughs> so, so one year, we <laughs> to take care of camels, but so she shows up at the Advil parade, and my dad puts me on a, a team of a team of horses that have barely ever been to town, and I'm going to drive them to the parade. They have never been to town. Twenty three rodeo queens. That's why we drove them from home to town. Yeah, we drove these these horses about nine miles. By the time we get to the parade. My girlfriend, her uh, her camel acts up and attacks my team, and my team runs off with all these rodeo queens. I got rodeo queens falling out the back. The camel's trying to attack me. I'm trying to keep everything civil between me and Max's girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> shit was happening. Like Abbeville Rodeo Week is off the hizzy. <laughs> that's not a joke. She was yeah. good with a camel. You know that. I, 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 I can't. I can't deny that. Ugly as sin, but hell of a camel work. Well, you know, Joe Joe Hendrick, though, he was a really good rodeo clown. He's made a very good living with an uh, exotic animal farm. <laughs> True story. Largest exotic animal herd in the United States, I think. Yeah. Did he know the, did he know the Tiger King? Uh, yeah, actually, he did. <laughs> they did a little dealing. Uh, Joe Exotic, which still won't email us back. No. Yeah, he won't. He won't. We want to. We want to. Uh, interview that guy but uh i don't think we're not quite 2020 or dateline but whatever that's his loss so well, actually uh, I would this. He, they asked for money when we emailed joe exotic we've had two guests in the history of rum chat that have required money one is joe exotic and two is uncle tommy yep and uh they both uncle, uncle tommy wanted fifteen hundred dollars he still does he, he's still holding out for the fifteen hundred he but, thinks he's worth it. Well, people think that. I mean, Rum said it earlier that Uncle Tommy's fake. Uncle Tommy's real. Is real. Oh, Everybody in this room knows that Uncle Tommy's real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can we can testify that Uncle Tommy's real. Yeah. Um, speaking of family, and and I think maybe I don't know if he's got a stool in that house. We've 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 made Ty rearrange his whole house so the lighting worked. But can he get in between you two? Your Bronx switch bots. Come up here. No, 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 no. Bronx fine. Bronx fine. Yeah, time get up. We got, if we got time. There you go. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Bronx. Well, you, you uh, he was on with us uh, during the NFR. 
Um, but we wanted to bring Ty back one because we're using his Wi-Fi, yeah. um, and two that it just it's Abbeville and it's the Rumfords. And when you say Abbeville, you think Rumford. So, and I gotta tell, I gotta give a shout out to Ty here. When Bronco promises a lot, <laughs> he promises a lot, and then tells Ty to do what he promised, and then Ty gets in a really shitty mood. Like, but so did, so did you. I don't get in a shitty mood. You did. You used I've to. Never got, I haven't even been in a bad mood for years. Until I <laughs> Bullshit. So hey, Hambone, <laughs> this is all true. I, do, I don't say no to anybody <clears throat> during Rodeo Week in Abbeville, but the only way I get it done is because my family helps me. Now, well, there you go. They grumble, they grumble, and they cuss me, and sometimes they threaten to not help, but they always do. And deep down, I think they really like it. I of like course they like do. Ty, tell us your thoughts. Okay, so this is a tell-all. Yes, let's, let's air it out, everybody. I want to air out. Airing of grievances. We're all three here. The rope for men. <laughs> It's yes. a lot, and it's it's usually at one of the most inconvenient times too. Like you're half an hour before the rodeo starts, and there's queens, and there's contestants, and there's people, and then there's always that one kid that comes up and is like, "Hey, Bronco, got a horse I can ride?" Yeah, sure do. Ty, <laughs> uh, go saddle, go saddle your good calf horse. <laughs> yeah. Let this kid ride. Actually, so we there's had that a, argument this week. <laughs> So, okay. okay. I do have one. This is a real quick one. There, There's a uh, young man that lives in Abbeville that we'll refer to. His, his name, we call him Mad Dog. Mad Dog. We're talking about Mad Dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mad yeah. Dog, every year, like, you'll never see him until Abbeville shows up, and then there's Mad Dog. Well, there's there's this horse that my dad has that's caused a few family tiffs, and that year, he won, he said, well, let's take that horse in there. And I was like, that is a terrible idea. He's going to kick somebody. He's going to pull back. He's No, no, take him in there. He'll be fine. Oh, big cowboy. If you're a cowboy, he'll be fine. So old, old Mad Dog, he shows up about 30 minutes before the rodeo is about to start, and he wants to ride a horse. And he's he calls his dad, boss. Boss, need to ride a horse. You got a horse for me, boss? And dad goes, yep, sure do. That one right there. Ty, put that bridle on him. And I said, oh, no. This is not a good idea. He goes, yeah, it'll be all right. It's kind of muddy. It is, it is raining and wet. And so old Mad Dog, we get him set up, and he goes, kicks this horse out into a lope. And he well, but before, before he got on, I told him, I said, now, Mad Dog, here's the thing. He's going to buck you off. He, he, he will buck you off. Didn't I tell him that? Yeah. If he said it or not, then, I mean, that's a gray area. <laughs> Uh, yeah, either way. So sure enough, Mad Dog, he takes off on this horse, and that dude bucks. And I give it to Mad Dog. He hung in there for a good three or two jumps. It's like but, when he tried to ride Brooks in high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyhow, that dude comes flying back up to that mud and bucks Mad Dog off, but he bucks him off into this makeshift like tie rail we made out of T-posts and the knockoff WW panels and about kills him. I mean – Head first, right in one of them T posts. And oh, I was so mad at dad. And that kid, he didn't really bounce right back up, but he got up pretty mad too. But that's <laughs> his favorite story to this day no. is the day, the time he got bucked off. Oh. 
Yeah, that's, that, that's just that's pretty common. Like you, this is how everything goes. But that is so true, though, and you can verify this. My dad will not turn down a soul. If anybody wants to ride a horse in the state of Kansas, I don't, I, I've never been. Oh, there, there you go, everybody. You heard it. You heard it here. Um, whether you it don't make happen. it this year, everybody at Abbeville. If I say it right now, Hambone, it does not matter because that's not going to change a thing. If someone shows up we've never met and they go, hey, Bronco, do you got a horse? He will find a horse. And I don't even know where these horses or saddles come from. It usually happens on, on Saturday. All these people you haven't seen since the year before show up. Bronco, I want to ride a horse through the parade. Yep, you bet. Come on, we got you. I think one year we had those horses go through the parade 15 times. We had three bareback riders and 150 people in the grand entry. <laughs> well, at least you filled your front end. Um, Bronco, so tell me, I, I kind of want to get this from all three of you guys, um, but Bronco, I'll put you on the, the spot first. So um, like me, high school age, right? Take yourself back to high school age, hometown rodeo uh, or college age, whatever, roundabout there, you know. What kind of uh, shit did you get into back then? Because I've got a lot of fond memories of being young and stupid and bulletproof in Sydney, Iowa during rodeo time. Because being a, oh, you yeah. know, everybody in the town knew <laughs> that <laughs> you're leaving, JR. But uh, everybody, in, you know, in town knew that, you know, we rodeoed and stuff. And so we were, you know, finally got to be cool. But, um, you know. T tell us some 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 great memories of, of the hometown rodeo and maybe some something you got into. Well, I tell you, you, you know, this is the honest truth. There ain't very many stories because my dad demanded that. I mean, you know, we weren't overrun with helpers to do all the work. And oh, so yeah. we, we had to work. Now, I got in a lot of trouble uh, a lot of other times, you know, not during the rodeo. But when the rodeo rolled around, especially at Abbeville, I mean, we, we were hooked up to the grindstone. The only the only time I remember, uh, I did slip off uh, with one of the cute blonde <laughs> high school girls and missed the Saturday night perf. Uh, you missed the whole perf? I missed the whole perf. Uh, not, not just hold on, hold on, hold on. Not just feeding. You didn't miss graining. You didn't miss haying. You didn't miss sorting. You missed the whole actual perf. Yeah, yeah. Was it was it worth it? Yeah. Um, was it? Boy, you know, I I can't remember. <laughs> it's pretty fuzzy. Bring back your memory. Yeah, yeah. It was it was worth it. But I I, I still get. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, <laughs> you have to play it back. Anyhow, uh, so that that was the only really wild tale that I ever got in during the rodeo. So, and, what'd you guys do? What'd you guys do? Let's get into this. What did you guys do that made you miss a whole performance of your hometown rodeo? I miss shit. <laughs> About. I I really can't. Uh, Not you, Justin. Hey, you, you, do you kiss and tell? Yeah, he's told me a lot. If it's good, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Let's just say oh, that. Oh, <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. is. It was good. 
I didn't say no. <laughs> hey, hey, we know you didn't. As, as long as she didn't, that's all that matters. But um, how about so what did Floyd do to you? Okay, can I can I talk on that? Oh, uh, I got whipped. Yeah, to miss a whole perf. Unbelievable. But hey, you know Grab what? Grab your ankles and the belt came out. That's what she said. Mercy. Hold on. I want to back this up while we're talking about the old days. So Grandpa uh, Rumford, he never drank and uh, didn't condone it. And neither does Grandma Lola and, and uh, she's 93 and, and still with us and going to be at the rodeo this week. And, and Dad, That's really, awesome. Dad tried really hard for all of us to not drink. Like he really preached against it. And, and you know, I, I, I do want to say this. We are, you know, we like to drink beer and have fun, but, you know, we're a Christian family. And and um, go to church, but you know we're like, be real honest. We like to have some beers. We we love Jesus and we love beers. You know, absolutely. But uh, Grandpa did not like beers, and he would not allow any of it. And Liesel Harris uh, was hired for one of my grandfather's rodeos back in the '60s, and Liesel walked into the Early arena 60s. smoking a cigarette. Oh no. And oh, my no. grandma Lola Rumford came down out of the announcer stand and damn near kicked his ass. This this is a true story. It's in Liesel's book. Is it really? Yep. My grandma grabbed a cigarette out of his mouth. Well, the story goes like he she grabs a cigarette and she tells Liesel about the crowd and people, you know, all the kids looking up to him and watching him smoke that cigarette. I mean, it, it's all in Liesel's book. He goes through the whole story, but it, it's that is. Uh, and Liesl never smoked in the arena ever no, again. No. Which is pretty cool. Like, it gives me some, like, motivation. I love it. Hey! You know, but I'm not going to. But so Grandpa Floyd was very strict. And, and uh, still to this day, he died when I was 18. But I love him to death, and I remember him. You know, I can remember everything he did and all the stuff that, that we did together and with Ty and, and my dad. And my, my grandpa always had a team of horses, and – and uh, Remington Fry, who's with us, uh, Bob Jones, it's his grandpa, and old Bob Jones, old Bob Jones, Bob Ehrlich's grandpa, you know, and I'm so Bob Ehrlich. Those guys were all against. Uh, they did not like boozing, and and Dad tried to carry that over. But when me and Jeff Rector and Ty and Sam and Cody McGee and and uh, our crew was around, like he tried so hard to keep us from boozing, and and uh, we just we didn't listen. We just did what we wanted. I actually. We had a cornfield uh, with me and Ty. I don't know how old you were. Oh, you were in college. I was 12. <laughs> so <laughs> Dad would, uh, he would tell us, you know, I don't want you boys drinking. I want you boys, while you're working, no drinking. You need to put the beer down. And he'd get <laughs> so mad because we'd take our beer cans and we'd just toss them across the yard. Like, <laughs> I still pick up beer cans. On <laughs> yeah. We'd pretty upset, so. Me and Ty, we'd have to go ride these horses. Like, we'd have, we'd probably have like forty. See, he had a piece of day. We'd have forty horses for all of us to ride, and so he just, he'd say, just take off riding, just go ride. Oh, my! You'd go four mile miles. Section. So but I, the thing is, Justin, 
he'd go by himself and he had a fort. And dad could never figure it out because he would never drink at the house. And I try to follow him, could never do it. But Justin would go ride six head of horses and come back just slam dunked. And dad could never figure it out. He goes, I've watched you all day. You ain't drank or drop. I don't know how you're drunk. Like, how do you how do you get drunk with that? I'm like, so I finally told Ty, like I'd ride to this cornfield. The corn, you know, was like it's 10 foot tall. And I had you go into this tree row and I cleared it all out. And I had a, a little cooler full of beer. I had a lawn chair. I had a speaker. And so <laughs> I packed my, yeah, I did. Lawn chair and a tarp. I had a, I'd go there during the day. I'd ride to that cornfield where you couldn't see me. I'd tie my horse up and I'd slam out a 12 pack of beer and take a nap and listen to the radio in the shade and then ride back to the ranch. And dad'd be like, Genius. how you've got drunk by not leaving Abbeville. I'm like, well, I'm just that good. So I'd, re I'd refill it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, Dad finally—I think he kind of gave up on it—the not drinking thing with Jeff and all of us. Because you know, when we got naked and uh, ran ran down the streets in Iron River, Michigan. <laughs> the, oh yeah, when you went to jail? Not even go to jail that night. Not that. No, night. not that night. They weren't. There was a lot of people not happy about it, but we didn't go to jail that. We night. just had that rodeo one year. <laughs> but you That's know, right. Nothing like that, so <laughs> Abbeville Rodeo has never had really anything that wild. There's the canoe story. Yeah, Tom was killed me with a canoe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's hear it. As I get okay. into the beer. So, oh, can I say one thing before you start? No. I wrecked. I was going 60 mile an hour in a canoe when I wrecked. No, I was driving the vehicle 60 mile an hour. You were in a canoe on the back. There's a difference. Okay, tell me what happened. This was an annual rodeo. Okay, weekend. so this is in the year was it was graduation weekend. Yeah, because I just I just turned eighteen and Abbeville was my first pro rodeo. Yep. So the I'll tell the first part of it because this is kind of funny. So the same weekend, Abbeville, Nickerson, Hutch, all these surrounding areas have their graduation usually the same weekend as the rodeo. So I was so excited. I turned eighteen. I bought my permit first first pro rodeo in. We were both in the steer wrestling. And for some reason, I they won. made it a two-header. Any ideas? Anyway. Uh, I can't remember. So the first night, me and Justin were really excited because you went first and I went second. I'm like, heck yeah, first pro rodeo, win money. We're excited, and we drink a lot. Yeah, Ty's 18. He gave me some money. I went and got two 30-packs of Keystone Light. And so then the next day, I had to graduate, and I drank too much, and – I about didn't make my graduation. So that's how this whole got started. So then that night after the next perf, I think I went, I almost filled my permit and you placed and we were all happy and excited and partying and drinking afterwards. And, and there was a ton of us. Yeah. But as the night goes on, this, this idea manifests itself to steal a canoe from the scout camp. Well, the reason I said that was this one gal at the girl scout camp where dad had horses. She's always shit talking me. And I, I told her when she was like, she was pretty rude. I said, you're, you're a big talker, but we'll see how awesome you are when I come steal one of your damn canoes. And so we, me and this gal, this like 12 year old chick, we had this like big beef. So there's probably what? 12, like there's 12 of us at our house after the rodeo. Well, about half of the group decides they're going to go steal this canoe. And that scout camp's what? Eight miles away. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, middle of the night, 
too much alcohol involved. Well, about half of us decide to stay, and the other half heads out after this canoe. Well, it doesn't take very long for the other half, which I was involved in. I was against the stealing of the canoe, by the way. Of course. Of it course. That's very long to figure out. We need to tail them. And when they get out to go steal the canoe, we need to steal their vehicle. So that's what we do. We, we drove out however far it was to this camp, no headlights and obviously alcohol involved. It was extremely I irresponsible. About a mile and a half to get this canoe. So they go hiking into the camp to get their canoe and we- Full of Girl Scouts. <laughs> we steal their, their pickup. And so Justin calls in a panic. He's like, hey, we're in a jam. I go, well, what happened? He's like, well, we're stealing this canoe. And in the midst of stealing this canoe, someone stole dad's truck. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, someone just, we left it on the road and someone just stole it. I'm like, well, where are you? He's like, we're at the scout camp. And I'm like, and you oh, don't have the camp. We don't know where it went. So we let, we let you guys sweat it out for about half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I was. And so then. I'm sending the canoe in the grass by the highway. Trying to figure out what to do. So we let him sweat it out for a while. And we come back. And at the time, I had a 99 Silver Dodge that had a flatbed on it. And so everybody kind of piles into one pickup. And Justin throws this canoe on the back. And we leave. So we're going down those dirt roads. But Justin instead of putting the canoe on like long ways and like sitting on the sideways, <laughs> Justin put it on there sideways. Oh and my God. It, well, it's dark and we're not driving with any headlights on for some reason. I'm we don't want to get in the middle caught. of the canoe. We don't want anybody to catch us with this canoe. And I, yeah, I was going pretty fast, but I, the front or back or whatever, I don't know what the front end of a canoe is, but it catches a mailbox going down the road. <laughs> almost spins off the back. Uh, I, did, I went off the back of this truck going 60 mile an hour in a canoe. <laughs> and and for some reason, I stayed up. That's how good of a uh, canoe guy I am. Oh, man. It's the bow. The rest of it. Bow. Bow stern. The canoe ended up in the, in the hayloft of my barn. And a it's, year later. It's still there. No, a year later. Uh, Jaden, my oldest grandson, uh, Jaden comes out there. We're working some horses, trying to get ready for the rodeo. Jaden comes and he says, Papa Brown, how come you have a canoe in your hayloft? Oh, he's holding a boat. He says, why is there a boat in the hayloft? <laughs> I thought he's talking about a little plastic boat kids play with. I said, well, I said, one of you kids probably left it up there. He said, no, it's a big boat. I didn't know what he's talking about, but I finally go uh, crawl up and look in my hayloft, and here's this 25 foot canoe. And I wrecked <laughs> off the truck going 60 mile an hour and lived. The best part, though, <laughs> another year, mom put that canoe on a float for the parade. Oh, it was in the church. It was on the church. Yeah, floor. and you were announcing it. it they put that, uh, that canoe on a float that said, Thou shalt not steal. Advil Community Church. <laughs> and the whole awkward part about this, the guy that owned the camp and had all the canoes had no idea it was even gone. And he was there and he's like, is that one of our canoes? And for the record, maybe I gave that canoe back to the blind little bitches. <laughs> that, that's a whole thing. No, get into it. Let's get into it. He did give it back. Well, the, what happened was, my dad sent horses down to the Girl Scout camp, and some of them bucked, 
But like he didn't like you didn't like send horses that you knew buck down there. You sent horses because we had to have like thirty horses. So there were some that needed a little ride. It wasn't like he sent like a bronc down there. But sometimes um, young girls would be bucked off at the Girl Scout camp, or just all off. Yeah. So when one would get bucked off, Dad would send uh, Ty or me or Jeff you. to go ride these horses and. You know, make sure they didn't buck and whatever. So I go down there. This is how the whole deal started. He sent me down there, and, and um, I, they said this blue horse was, was uh, Charlie Wobblers. But you're missing a lot. Well, what they sent you down there, and you were—he was at his bronc riding weight. Like this was—he was in college, still getting on broncs. And yeah. What he showed up at his Girl Scout camp. Dude it out, fixing to top one off and be the hero. Oh, yeah, show off for all the 13 year old girls. Right, right on the rope off of them for you. Fixing to party like Wade Sundale. <laughs> I, was, I was good. I, I'm i like, I was humble too. I'm fat. <laughs> so I get down there and the lady, she's, people stay on with a she says, hey, uh, you know, this horse bucked. And so I said, I'll get on him, make sure nothing. Problem. So I go to get this horse, and the gal says, "Hey, you got to put on a, heart, uh, a helmet." <laughs> I said, "Man, let me tell you something. This is where I went south. I'm like a rock star. I don't ever use protection." <laughs> oh boy. She said, "Well, for insurance reasons, you have to put on a helmet." And he goes, record, "I ain't wearing no damn helmet." I never wore a protect vest when I rode Bronx, did I? No, nope. no. So I never really they wore protection. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they did. Either Anyhow, way. so she said, you got to put on the helmet or you can't get on the horse. I said, ma'am, you don't know this, but I'm a two-time state champion bronc rider. And I said, I made the college finals and saddle bronc riding. I, I know what I'm doing. I get on this horse, and this dude blows up in the air and throws me about 20 foot, and I land in a fiberglass feed bunk and damn near die. It was antique fiberglass. It when wasn't I, a nice one. When I land, it about knocks me out, and then this gal that I had the problem with gets right <laughs> in my face and points at me and just laughing, just laughing at me. And that's where the whole Girl well, Scout... It was funny. <laughs> the funniest part was all the little Girl Scouts with their first aid kits that come to pick all the fiberglass out of the back of his head. Well, they were, those Girl Scouts, were, they were not nice. They were not friendly. <laughs> Like, I, I would think that Girl Scouts would be friendlier than they were because I hit pretty hard. And so that's how, like, we got this beef when I'm like, you know what? You girls want to make fun of me? I'll sew your canoe, you know? You showed them. So there's that. Yeah. That's that's a whole different story. But um, back to the Enfield Rodeo. Um, the derailed. Pod, one, of the, one of the big deals, too, the Enfield Rodeo. This all stuff that happened during Rodeo yeah. Week. Yeah, it all ties back to Abbeville. That's yeah, the Abbeville, the Abbeville episode. Everybody talks about the Abbeville Pie. Abbeville so Rodeo. We don't have a concession per se, as we have all these old farm ladies that make pies. It's like a huge deal. They donate which all the which are the best pies ever. They really are. Yeah, it's like I don't. Those pies won the the best ground award in the WPRA like three years. <laughs> really? Yeah, it won uh, Prairie Circuit Small Rodeo of the Year. 
Solely because of the pies. Solely yeah. because Bert and Mildred. It wasn't, I mean, it's a good rodeo, don't get me wrong, but it was like, man, that rodeo is so badass. Everybody voted on it. was like, oh, that's the place with all the pies. See, that's it, too. You know, uh, these these little rodeos, uh, sorry to, to cut you off again, Rump, on your story, but um, but that's, you know, like like Sydney, I'm a Harry Bold. So when, when Harry and Mike uh, were together, you know, he was at Sydney for a few times. And, and when I got to be around him at Prescott, you know, before Harry passed away, Sydney told me every year, Sydney, Iowa had the best fresh green or fresh tomatoes and corn at the church stand. You know, he he'd always remember that. And and that's everybody, you know, everybody talks about the the, the sweet corn. You know, it, it's kind of one of those things, but like, like well, there, there, the pies. Just to kind of expand on that, I think that's something that's kind of lost in rodeo now. Like so True. many people are in and out of those places. Like they're there, they go to the perf and they're gone. Like, you know, when you go places and there's hospitality and they make you feel welcome, like that's really cool. But now like contestants don't really get to experience the charm of a lot of these little rodeos or even big rodeos. Like just because yeah. so you're so busy. And I think yeah. that's cool yep. about Abbeville, you know, they still you show up, you get a ticket to the barbecue, you get a ticket to the concession stand and in homemade pies, like they're not from Walmart, they're not from a box, like they were in someone's kitchen, like just the whole deal, yeah. the whole charm is something I think that gets lost, and that's what makes Abbeville so unique. And that's what makes uh, agreed, agreed. And and there's and there's multitudes of other small rodeos out there that I implore people to go to go and well, one, support your local rodeo. Right. Support local. Um, you know, these 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 towns, I mean, it gives them something. It's the like most small towns. It is the biggest thing by far that happens in that town. But if we stop supporting it and we go to, you know, Hutchinson or Wichita or, you know, Omaha and just go to a concert or instead of that road, I mean, it's they're going to go away. But um, tell me one thing. Is there a rhubarb pie? Does somebody anybody make a rhubarb pie? Because I'm a, blueberry, a, a blueberry rhubarb pie is the greatest. I'm pie. pretty sure Kate Rumford made strawberry it, rhubarb. What is rhubarb? <gasps> rhubarb is a plant. Like and strawberry, there's a rhubarb, and then there's a strawberry rhubarb. Oh my! Mama Kate, come on! But here's the deal that's also cool about the pies. Okay, so the same people have been doing the same thing in different areas for the for the whole time. Like uh, the guy that ran the parade, Gordon Ealing, who lived literally 20 foot from here, uh, Gordon ran the parade forever. Uh, his grandkids are running it, and um, uh, all their children are coming back. Um, Dean Dellenbaugh, Uncle Dean, who is an uncle to me, a great uncle, he ran the barbecue. Josh Dellenbaugh does the barbecue now, so – uh, That's awesome. So all the people, like, that, it's it's everybody. It's the yeah. ticket takers. Yeah, it's the family. concession stand. It's they do a ham and bean lunch, and it's the, the same families like Stephen, who's one of our main. Yeah, yeah, Stephen. Stephen, he's he's uh, a Stephen. The, the Kenoki family's involved because he's married to uh, Jeff Welker's daughter, and Jeff Welker's one of the main guys. So like all the people in the community, like but even Stephen, like the, his grandpa owns the land where the contestants yeah. park. Like, yeah. You know, he lets the contestants park. He, he that could be Wheatfield that quick, but he lets he doesn't, you know, work it and use it because that's where the contestants park. Like, yeah, and that's a great thing, you know. And and you know, in Sydney used to have the, the Shaw family used to do the the hospitality for years, and they actually planted 
the sweet corn. They had a special field for the rodeo sweet corn. And yeah. and then, you know, it's probably like that there. They had the same guy. We had old Myron Littner for and he was on the rodeo committee, but you know, he would he was in charge of putting the lights in in the grandstands. You know, that was his job. You know, everybody and every year they came out, and that was the you know, it didn't matter what you were doing. You had to get out of their way to get that job done yeah. or washing the fence or painting the fence or something, you know, everybody. But that's what just that's the uniqueness of a, of a, of a small rodeo, small town rodeo. Is it, that it really is a good rodeo. When you look at the list, we got Blaine Kaufman, which is a local boy. But, you know, Blaine's done great things in pro rodeo and, you know, won Greeley, Colorado, uh, won several um, the big pro rodeo has been the Ram finals. Numerous circuit titles. Uh, yep. Doctors up. Jewel Hazen. True Mo. Ties entered. You know, I mean, like, if you look at all the, the good people that are coming, uh, the Bro. Oh, man, who we got Brock? We, we got a lot Hardy of Hardy Brayton. Hardy Brayton, yeah. His, well, uh, NFR Bronc rider. Yeah, so, like, we. And that's the cool part is those people that don't like that that come back, they've been coming for years. Like, they were here when they weren't. You know, they didn't have all those accomplishments. Like, if you get, you know, you get those people, they come back. Like, they they put it on their list. Oh, that's Abbeville. Like, I'm, they don't miss it. Yeah. We got we got a lot of really good – we have breakaway this year, which we have Jackie Crawford. We got, like, everybody in the top 15 the breakaway, which is pretty cool. And after being at uh, Corpus Christi at the WCRA, I mean, that's pretty cool to see it, the, how cool the, the breakaway room was because in the short round, really, the breakaway was probably the best event. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. With Madison good. here and, and everybody. So uh, we got those gals. Um, we got Breakaway in the perf, which is pretty cool. So uh, Nick Sartain, my man. He's yeah. Nick, Nick's, a, so. Nick's a dude. Nick's just yeah. a dude. I love Nick. That, that's awesome, you know. Uh, Hometown you know, boys, Walker, fighting bulls. Um, you know, got- I think maybe I'll call the committee and I'll just come do the sound there for free. I think we have our sound man here with us. Rim. I know. That's why I said that. Rim, how do you sound me and the bulldog into the purse? Yep. I think I'm going to come do it for free. Remington, you won't mind. It'll be okay. You'll be fine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got we got Actually, you can do it for free. Anybody, at least I lose it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we, got a, we got a great group. I don't want to work if I come to Abbeville. I'm going to come be Bronx assistant. You do not want to be Bronx assistant. That would be no. the worst job ever. Well, another thing about Abbeville, they have, we have a, like the, the yearly thing. We have the Miss Little Bridges and the Uncle Sam. And the, the first time in the history of the Abbeville Rodeo, but – there was a tie in the voting for Miss Little Britches. Now, Little Britches is that is that like short shorts or? Like, like, oh no. <laughs> it's not how it sounds. It would be like a the Little Miss, like Jenny. a Little Rodeo Queen. Oh, Jenny. kids! Oh, good. Well, now I feel like a perv, but I didn't know if it was like you know those Utah rodeos that have queens and you have to sit. Well, there no, and it's not. <laughs> have a bikini contest. And everything. No. Come on, baby, kick the But back to the <laughs> there was a tie this year, and Lola and Livy tied. <laughs> so that they're going to be uh, perfect. That's Livy. the way it should be. And what? Uncle Sam, who dresses up as Uncle Sam, is Bandy. Oh, perfect. So and Bandy's, that's outstanding. And Bandy's excited because he's going to enter the mutton busting. 
and win a hundred bucks up to 100 bucks. Oh, is that, yeah. You're putting up the hundred. So in like, like everything, Abbeville, it's all tradition. It's all handed down. The We've uncle, all been Uncle Sam. Yeah. The Uncle yeah. Sam suit is the same suit that you wore. And uncle I Tommy. Wore, uncle Tommy wore. Like I was. Wearing- I love it. That's outstanding. I, I love it. I think, uh, you know, maybe I got the weekend off. Maybe I'll come to Abbeville. You, know? you should. <laughs> that would be fun. So yeah, it's a it's a great rodeo with a lot of tradition, and you know, in in the days of rural America kind of dying off, it's just good to have a rodeo like Abbeville that has the the rural population come together to have some fun. You know, last year when COVID hit, they had to cancel in May where we've always been, and they had mm-hmm. it July third and fourth, and they had the biggest crowds they've ever had. So, you know, uh, this is a great rodeo community, and and. Uh, a great farming community and it's a bunch of people that have always been there. And, and as, as long as we can keep these traditions alive, you know, in rural America, I, I feel like it's something we need to do because man, we, we can't let, we can't let small town America go away and with any rodeo, whether it be in Abbeville or Utah or Northern California. So to be a part of Abbeville rodeo, I haven't been here since 2012 because I've had a little chip on my shoulder, because sometimes people around here, it's like the old saying, you're always 17 in your hometown. Oh, 100%. I know exactly what you're talking about. So I'm coming back to Abbeville this year. My dad said he's going to make sure it's nice to me. i got my brother here. Uh, I'm not going to be nice. Yeah, I told uh, one of the community guys in Sydney one time, um, they they hired the guy that they had, uh, Ben Bindley, they hired him back another year. And they're like, oh, you know, well, maybe next year. And I'm like, oh, perfect. I said, I, I get it. No, no problem. Uh, Maybe you guys can come hear what I do at Denver this year if you want to come by. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I can't do Sydney, Iowa, but I can do Denver. You yeah. know, but yeah, I mean, and everything works out for a reason. But um, um, and that was just the cockiness of a very young, stupid handbone. But um, yeah, I, I totally get that. But I agree with you. It, it's so important because we get to see it in on so many different levels, and we're part of it. Abbeville, Sydney. Uh, I get it and we get it, but I'm, t- I'm telling you people, please, like if there's a, a small show, whether it's 50 miles away, you know, um, yeah, you could go, you know, see Parker McCollum or, 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 I don't know, Brooks and Dunn. I don't know somebody, you know, um, you, you could go spend, you know, your money there, but, but um, nothing is better than a good small town hometown field rodeo where you could go get a, a pie you know, from, from, from the local ladies, or, you know, you can get a funnel cake or something. It, it, there, there's just a, a rodeo's atmosphere is, is, is really awesome on, on all levels, but especially those small town rodeos, there's just, there's a lot of care and a lot of work that goes into it. And, yeah, and I really push everybody to really support, you know, your local small town rodeo. Thing, you have you know, one by. They, uh, they, their money goes back in the community through scholarships. So, it's not like if they have a huge crowd that all the farmers are sitting around handing out hundreds. I mean, it's going back to the youth. So um, as many places, it's, it's not just, we're not trying to let's make some money, you know? So uh, Honestly, you know, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they, yeah, I mean, the expensive contract personnel they've got in Abbeville, they'd probably make some money, but um, you know, they, you know, a lot of these rodeos, they make enough to put on a rodeo the next year. 
Yeah. You know, they know what their bottom line is to put on a rodeo. And once they hit that, you know, they make it, they may make enough money to, you know, well, by God, we'll, we'll put a new roof on the concession stand this year, yeah. you know, and that's a big project. But, um, so anyway, that's, that's my two cents on it. It's the tits, small town rodeos. <laughs> I and love just that. Remember, if you want to ride a horse, I won't say oh. no. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, uh, I got Tom and Justin to, and Ram to help me, and so and I can always borrow Morgan's horse. <laughs> and so next week we're going to have an Abbeville Rodeo wrap up live and from the Hilton House in San Angelo, Texas. So yeah, yeah, I just found out. To, yeah, just you're you're coming by. That's awesome. Yeah. We got some big things coming up. Rump chat. We're pretty excited about. Uh, Rob Smets is going to come on. And, Next couple episodes, I don't know when, but he's going to talk about the old days of really fighting bulls. Well, and we need to, and we really need to get Justin McKee on, and and I need to hit the record button. Yeah, yeah. Justin McKee, we we got to get him on. Uh, and we also have uh, Ned Ledoux is going to come on. So sometime, I don't know when, <laughs> but he's committed. To it. He told Fergie that he'd go on. So okay, yeah, this is the first I've heard of it. Oh no, what you told me earlier today. I don't remember. Ned, Ned wants to come on, so uh, we got to have Corb Lund back on. Um, Corb's awesome. Eat great. Well, and Bronco, I don't know. We 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 talked. To, we 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 got some Bronco, but um, you know we can always have Bronk on. Bronk, we really appreciate you taking the time from. I'm sure you've got you know 50 head of horses to go feed and you know brush out and bathe and. We leave them uh, saddled all week. <laughs> you leave them <laughs> <laughs> Like team rope and steers. They keep the rides on them, boys. This is the Kansas <laughs> Cotton Rosser right here. <laughs> he is. He's the Cotton Rosser of the Plains, yeah. of the Prairie. Well, is there – I mean, Bronco, what – do you have a memory that, that stands out to about your hometown rodeo there in Abbeville? Do you have something that, you know, just – just a you know maybe a story or something that happened to you or um, a tradition there that you know maybe share with the listeners. With oh yeah, <clears throat> uh, one of my favorite things for years is my mom would announce the parade. Oh, outstanding! Now, <clears throat> y'all know Rump Shake here, and you think he's funny, but my mom, uh, I think a lot of that is where he gets his uh, humor. Uh, from was my mom, but two two things happened in the parade over the years. That's probably my favorite memory, besides the preacher bucking his hair off. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, one. My mom was announcing the parade, and we have a group, a local group of guys that have a bunch of old antique cars, and they come driving them through. And my mom, she introduces them and. You know, this is so-and-so, and boy, they got these old cars. And she says, and I can't tell y'all how much fun we used to have in the back seat of those old cars. <laughs> a lot of love made the yeah. back seat of that old car. Yeah, yeah a lot of love made the back seat of that old car. My grandma. That, my grandma Lola. That was one of them. Then my other one in the parade, my mom, uh, Kelly Griffin. Uh, PRCA bull rider for several years, great guy, good friend. Kelly's always at the rodeo. Well, he uh, rode Susan Bergkamp's mule. 
uh, Gussie and Rod, uh, uh, he rode that mule in the parade and Kelly come riding out in front of the review stand there. And my mom, she looked out and she said, well, she said, I tell you, she said, that's Kelly Griffin, but just looking, I can't really tell which one's the jackass. So <laughs> anyhow, that, that's, that's two, two good memories I had. And then of course my dad, uh, when he rode the bareback horse, uh, that, that was good. Um, and the year, I guess one of my favorite memories, the year I missed the perf. So th there's my four favorite memories of the rodeo. Well, I, I, uh, I look forward to being off microphone so I can hear the whole story of that. And, uh, cause <laughs> it had to be pretty damn entertaining if you missed a perf at your hometown rodeo where your dad was the stock contractor. I'm just saying. <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, God bless you. But, um, well, thank you guys. Thanks, Ty, for the Wi-Fi, and thanks for coming on. Um, uh, one, one other thing, um, just, you know, just get us a couple things. You know, Bronk, you know, when you work, you get, uh, you know, you sweat, and it's a little warm, whatever, but to stay fresh and clean. Uh, did you guys know that Manscaped now has a uh, freshener where it can keep your gentleman clean and fresh? Um just about any time. All a couple of sprays. Bronx never shaved his balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he ought to use your trimmer. It's Quite a lawnmower. It, it literally, Bronk, you can you can press it right up against the fellas uh, and, berries, and, and, and it won't and it won't cut you. I mean, it's unbelievable. And and if you use code RumpChat20, you get free shipping and 20% off. And the only thing I can suggest is keep it out of reach of children because your year and a half year old son will shave his head. I keep mine did. Gus. <laughs> Gus, I was calling him pube head for a while and Wit's like, why are you calling him that? And I'm like, Wit, that was my manscape. your manscape tools when you're not. It was my manscape trimmer and she finally registered with her. God bless her. But uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So the uh, manscape fresh cologne. You know, it's good stuff. And, and we want to thank Gold Buckle Beer, um, obviously. Cheers, everybody. Cheers to Abbeville and, and the Double Bar R. Hey, double man. Bar R forever, baby. That's right. That, uh, that is the uh, Rumford family brand, uh, Rumford Rodeo. Um, you know, it's just so cool to hear those old stories, and especially, you know, the parade stuff. It's, you know, I mean, I, I remember it wasn't too long ago in Sydney's parade that it lasted literally like eight minutes. And it was so sad. I, I wanted to cry, but um, I mean, if you got a business, enter it up. What is it? What is it? Maybe fifty bucks to put a float in the parade. Promote your business. It's a tax write-off. Yeah, it's free. And if you win, oh, it's free. All right, there is no entry fee. I guess. Yeah, if you win, you get a hundred dollars. I see. There you go. There you go. So enter I mean, up. I want to end it with this too, Handbone. The Rumford Rodeo Company. Why we uh, may not put on rodeos like we formerly have. Rumford Rodeo is like Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> That's right. Well, amen. amen to that. Well, we love the Rumford family. Obviously, I do. Y'all are my family. Uh, baby. 
There it is. Show it. I can't see it. We can't see it. No, pull it up. You get your baby shirt off. Where do you shop at the baby gap? We still can't. We still can't see it. We can't it's see it. Sweet. It's covered up. We can't see it. There it is. There it is. Look at that. Shut up, everybody. You're so cool. Uh, anyway, thank you again, uh, Bronco. We love you. We'll have you on again. Thanks, Ty. Thanks, Rump Chat Nation. Come to the Abbeville Rodeo. Abbeville Rodeo. Hey, how do you get tickets to Abbeville Rodeo if you if people are in the area? Just call me for a ticket. I never say no. <laughs> we implore you to buy one, but uh, maybe Bronx. Kind of, kind of the old-fashioned way. You show up and go to the ticket booth. Yeah, you show yeah, up. the ticket booth. Go I mean, take go, just Abbeville, Kansas. Okay, what, what time? Are the, tell, us the, tell us the perf times and everything. Uh, 8 o'clock Friday night, 8 o'clock Saturday night. The parade's at 4.30 Saturday afternoon. Barbecue. Uh, barbecue. Uh, Starts immediately after the parade's over uh, Saturday. Uh, tickets, I think, uh, I'm not even sure what ticket price are, 12 or $15. Cheap. And they're good for either night. And uh, so have, we'll have a great little opening. Uh, New Frontier brings some, you know, fabulous stock. Uh, got fabulous contestants. Uh, great atmosphere. Uh, you will have some fun. That's perfect. Um, yeah, actually, there is. Uh, let's see here. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, Abbeville Frontier Days and PRCA Rodeo is on Facebook. Um, tickets are good either night. Um, twelve and under get in free both nights. That's awesome. Free twelve and under. Um, advanced admission tickets ten bucks at the gate. Twelve dollars. Are you effing kidding me? I you can you can't buy a Whataburger lunch for less than twelve dollars almost. I mean seriously, and you can and you can take it and seriously, a, a parents and two kids under twelve can can get in. Uh, yeah, can go for twenty four bucks and get a, and I mean the clown's okay, but um, <laughs> seriously, barbecue is separate purchase advanced. Advanced barbecue tickets seven dollars at the gate eight dollars. Advanced ticket outlets A five Western and Hutchinson Farmers Co-op in Abbeville, the Village pa uh, Place in Arling Arlington, Central Prairie Co-op in Sterling, Yoder Auto Center in Yoder. All right, there you go, everybody. Buy your tickets. Um, seven o'clock mutton busting. Eight eight o'clock perf. Uh, that's on Friday, Saturday eight eight thirty a.m. Goat roping. There's a goat roping. Yep. Damn. Goat roping at 8 30. Uh, ranch rodeo. Ranch rodeo's at noon. Noon. 4.30 parade on Main Street. 5.30 gates open for the bar and, and the barbecue starts. Six o'clock mountain busting. Sign up starts. First 30 kids under 60 pounds. All right. That's and then seven o'clock mountain busting. Eight o'clock PRCA performance. Oh, and 10 oh, 10 30 a.m. Sunday. There's Cowboy Church. Yep. Don't forget that. After party at Ty Rumpfer's house. What? That's yeah, where is the after party? Is it, a, is it Ty's house? Window, the right here. To, to the Manscaped clone drips off my balls. Right? <laughs> um, so, so what's your address, Ty? 19201 West Blanchard, Abbeville, Kansas. You heard it here, folks. All right, y'all. Rump Chat Nation, we love you. We will see you soon. 
Uh, Run for family, we love you guys. We will talk to y'all later. Have a good time this weekend. Kick some ass, Remington. Don't suck. All right. See y'all later. Slowly he walked to the end of the bar and he ordered up one slug of gin. Well, I could see that he wasn't a large man. I could tell that he wasn't.